Dialogue Options Podcast. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Um, all wintry things considered. Ah, yeah, man, that's fine. Like, I'm still sick, but I'm feeling the best that I've felt in about four and a half weeks. So, well, that's that's good, right? That's a yeah, that's a win. yeah. I mean, like, it's fine. I'll take it. But it's fine. I'm I'm, so, I'm nearing the end of my um my COVID immunity, so I'm just like watching the calendar and like looking at four love and thunder and being like, I reckon it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You'll, you'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I mean, like, what was the turnaround time on on Doctor Strange? Because that's out on Disney Plus now. So absolute worst case scenario, it's gonna be like a month and a half, and you'll be able to watch it at home. That's true. That's true. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I apologize in advance if I cough or splutter into the mic at any point during this this recording tonight. So that goes to you and to the listener as well, Kyron. Um <laughs> but yeah, so what's what's been happening? What's going on? How you how you doing? I'm not bad, I guess. Nothing's been happening. Like I've just been so busy with work and then I come home and I'm tired, so I just play games. Like honestly, I've had the most boring June, but it happens every year. It's just a busy month. Um so just kicking kicking by getting through how about you love it love it i've been i've been fucking flat out like considering i've been yeah, sick see, man, you go, like, right? <laughs> i've been like all over the place let's yeah but just a lot of things happening um we went to the weekend before we went to ikea and got griffin his first bed and he's now comfortably sleeping in it and had no problems transitioning to it whatsoever so he's a big boy now and he's big boy bed um, which is pretty exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of him. So, um, and yeah, and then next weekend's his birthday. So he's a big boy bed, big three-year-old in his big boy bed. He'll be, um, and yeah, so we're just sort of like firing on all cylinders here as much as we can. Um, but in between that, I've been doing some fun things. I went and saw Lightyear. It was very good. Very much enjoyed it. Um, like, it's not the best Pixar movie, but it's for someone who loves Toy Story, it's fucking great. Like, it was it was awesome. I had an absolute blast with it. Um, I think yeah, I'll Chris be Evans honest. Like, is, I'm probably I'm, yeah, I'll probably wait until Disney Plus for that one. I I don't begrudge you for that. It was only that I had a friend. We, we've been trying to go see movies together a lot more just to hang out. Um, and we both like seeing movies, so it's was like, well all right, let's go see some stuff together. And I was just like, oh, let's go see Lightyear. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. So we just went on a random Tuesday night and it was, it was awesome. Like I, but I don't begrudge anyone. I don't think you need to see the cinemas to be honest, but um, you should because it's doing really badly and that makes me sad. But, um, but apart from that, yeah, like watch it at home. It's, it's, it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, the boys is kicking off loving the boys. Um, Stranger Things just finished season four. No spoilers, but I fucking loved it. So, uh, yeah, just been yeah, kicking off a whole bunch. But uh, also, been playing a whole bunch of games. So, 
we've had a few specialty episodes recently, so um, it's, it's been like a full month of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've been, you know, we've been plugging away at things in the in the background of the show and haven't had a chance to really talk about them. So this is going to be sort of a bit of a smorgasbord of uh, things we've been playing, and um, which means we need to check in with the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show where we bring some stuff to the table that we've been playing and uh, just have a chat about it, how we feel about it, what we like, what we don't like, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, yeah, as I mentioned before, it's been a while, so we've got, we've got a, just a plethora of things to discuss and um, have a chat about um, in varying degrees of length and detail depending on what we've played of it. So, I mean, uh, for the sake of time, there's a lot that I'm not bringing because that's like, fine. That's I don't want to blow this episode out. So I'm only really bringing like two games I've played a lot of and like mm-hmm. two games that I've played a lot of, but they're not new games to me. They're games I've played already. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, should we kick it off with something that we've both played? Sure. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I reckon we should kick it off with something we've both played. Um, so, well, sorry, three weeks ago, I think it was during, oh no, it was a week after all the I, Summer Games I Fest stuff. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> it's it all, was like two or three. It's all bled together. <laughs> it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, the long-awaited uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge came out um, on Switch, PlayStation, I think it's on PC as well, and... Uh, Xbox and Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, I we both played it because um, I mean it was on Game Pass and I was already interested in playing it. So I was like, well, yeah, it was a no brainer. Um, if you're not sure about what TMNT Shredder's Revenge is, it is a uh like side scroll and beat 'em up. Uh, very much in in the same vein as like Turtles in Time and all those sort of like 90s arcade classics um, with some quality of life and like modern game design stuff in there as well for, for good measure. Um, this is made by uh, oh, Tribute Games and published by .emu, 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 however, which way you want to pronounce it. Uh, and yeah, so Tribute Games were, uh, I think it's made up of a lot of people that worked on the Scott Pilgrim game, and then they're the ones who released the remaster of it, or the re-release of it, and uh, yeah, so, and .emu, uh, very, like, they they published um, Streets of Rage 4, uh, and Tribute did it as well, didn't they? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know about that, honestly. I don't know if uh, they did. Yeah, just... I can't remember. Because, like, like, I feel like it wasn't them. I feel like the hype was because .emu was publishing this. And I'm Phyllis and... Let's just have a look. Let's look it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was um, developed I mean, like... by... E, .emu did um, Street to Rage 4. Right, okay. And then cool. they published this. So They yeah. published this. Cool. Um. But anyway, th- so this is like a love letter to like '90s arcade beat 'em ups, and I, I, I mean, just straight off the bat, I fucking loved it. It was great. This game is so much fun. Um, I played through it by myself, um, which I'm, I again, if 
if you've listened to the show before, I've got no problems with playing multiplayer games by myself. Um, and this is great. Like, it's really, really fun. I like the constant progression in the story mode, having that sort of, uh, like, get, collecting points, basically, and, and, and leveling up your character that you're playing as. So you get, like, you know, it might be one level you'll get an extra point of health or you'll get uh, a new, like, skill that you can use when you your, like, super meter fills up. Um, whether it be like an in-air one or a ground-based one. Um, and yeah, I, I really like that sort of carrot on a stick. Um, but on top of all that, like, I mean, it's a beat-em-up. So like the fighting is fun. Like this game is so much fun to play. Um, you can just button mash your way through it. If you play it on a lower difficulty, you could just... Um, I've seen a lot of people argue this is a really good game for like to introduce kids to like the next step of like video games like playing an actual video game because I feel like you could on like an easier difficulty if you're playing say Griffin was like five or six and he's like starting to get a handle on how a controller works um yeah I could like play through this with him and like help him out and like revive him when I need to but like help help him get through and um get comfortable with how things work it's like I press this button and I do a punch and it's like, oh, if I press it a few times, I do a few punches and then it does a super move at the end or whatever. Uh, but also there's like a level of like the combo system in this is actually kind of fun as well. Um, I really liked stringing together like really long combos and, and you know, it wasn't my main primary objective, but it was a lot of fun, fun doing that. I'll tell you right now, that goes away in multiplayer. You don't have to worry about stringing together those combos because everyone yeah. has taken them from you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's the thing with beat em ups as well. Like it's, that always happens. I remember playing like playing Scott Pilgrim in multiplayer and it was like, yeah, I, I, yeah you know, and that had the added, added like fuck you in a way of like, if you hit your, your co-op partner, it did damage. I'm pretty sure you could damage at least with weapons. You could. If you it, threw a weapon, I can't remember I'm pretty sure it, if it hits. If it was like a modifier or something, I can't. It's been so long. It's been so yeah. long. I have it, and I just haven't had a chance to replay it. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Um, I, but I mean, after playing TMNT, like it's, I'm kind of like, oh, I could go, I could go another. I should probably finish Street to Rage Four as well. But like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. This game is a, a lot, a lot of fun, and it looks gorgeous. I saw some other, I heard some other people on another podcast, I think on the besties podcast when they talked about it saying it, it, it looks how you remember like turtles in time looking. Whereas if you go back and play turtles in time, it's like, Oh, okay. This is a bit more simple than I, I thought it was. But it, in when you, when you're like younger and playing that game, it, it it's bright and colorful and everything's like super animated. And I feel like this is a really good way of encapsulating that. But, um, that feeling and sense of what it felt like to play back originally. Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with, with everything you said. The only extra tidbit I would throw in there as well is it's got a cracker of a soundtrack. One of the, um, Oh God. Yeah. One of the, one of the best this year so far, and there's been some very good soundtracks so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. very catchy, but yeah, no, absolutely. The gameplay was a lot of fun. Um, as I said, I played it multiplayer with uh, two friends of the show, uh, Ben and Broad. Uh, definitely a different dynamic when you're playing with other people, much like in other beat-em-ups, where it's usually just chaos and you're wrestling for the... I do like that it tracks your KOs, so it, it, throughout the entire campaign, you can be like, no, I'm not coming last. 
<laughs> Leonardo, that stupid loser. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. That big question. Who's your character? Who do you play? Who was your first pick? I mean, obviously I wanted Raph, but I didn't Raph, get Raph. So I got Michelangelo. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, I, I'm, the, I'm the outlier here. It's fine. I'm Donatello. I've always been a Donny Donatello boy. Donatello is awesome. I've got nothing against Donatello. And honestly, like when love, I... Love my dude. We... When we finished it, we toyed with the idea of like, well, I wonder if we could, I don't want to go for like the platinum. So we started like a quick um, arcade run afterwards where we all played as different characters. And I started playing as April. She's fucking sweet. And she can just oh, like I infinite loop enemies. She's just, just great. She's so quick. And oh, yeah, that's cool. I got, I got my combo meter up to like 120 or something. Holy <laughs> just some like shit. juggling enemies. It was easy <laughs> as hell. So I was like, okay, April, um, maybe I should have played you. I don't know. So yeah. like all the characters feel great which is a, a big advantage since this can be can be played you know six players so everyone yeah gets a character that's fun yeah exactly and it's it's i mean the seven and characters you, you, you beat the as, game and you get casey yeah you get casey jones yeah which i, I want to go back and play as him a little bit because he seems like fun um but it's really interesting because like yeah you said that like all the characters feel fun and like with we'd beat them up sometimes it's like the differences aren't always well defined whereas this one has like each character has stats like donatello has much more range um and i think is a michelangelo is a lot slower but he hits harder and it's no that's probably that would probably be raf because michelangelo was quick yes but what i noticed was like raf's so with their specials so like michelangelo for example is like his his like big nunchuck attack Mm-hmm. Where he just like swings his nunchucks around, but um, for Raph's and he does it on the spot. But Raph, Raph is able to move around when he, he like spins around and he can move oh, around the cool. area. Which I'm like, God, that's useful. Yeah, that's like, really it, useful. <laughs> it's each character feels like it's different enough to make it warrant like trying them out. Um, and that's the thing. I like I finished the game in like one or two sittings, and I was like. I could go back and play more of this. I could easily just go back and start a new game and just play with another character, level them up and, and just ha- see what they have to offer. Um, I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm kind of tempted to, because look, I, like I said, I know you're playing on game pass, but we were toying with the idea of going through like a, a hard mode run on arcade and just, just seeing how far we get. Um, but again, that's, that is on PlayStation. <laughs> obviously yeah 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 so it's worth noting no cross play no it has cross play between no. pc and xbox so no cross play no <laughs> um which is yeah a, a real fucking shame because yeah i would love to see i would love to have it like a go at this with like six people and just the fucking absolute oh, yeah. chaos I, that would be i i watched easy allies do a, a full six player run through and it was madness <laughs> Yeah, it, I'm, but like that's where the fun of these games, like, comes from. Sometimes is like not breaking the game, but like having those moments and just like hanging out with your friends and just playing. It says the guy who played it by himself. But um, well, I mean, that's why we like um, Scott Pilgrim and why when we we didn't finish when we played Streets of Rage Four back in the early days of the pandemic. It mm-hmm. was great. And now it's on my yep. wish list on my PlayStation. I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. The second it does, I'm buying it. It's, um, yeah, it was like, it's so good. Like, uh, and yeah, I, like you said before about the soundtrack as well. I just want to give a shout out to, um, the, the fucking Wu-Tang Clan track. It's like a Ghostface Killer and, and RZA track that's on there that just comes out of nowhere. And you're just like, okay, 
All right. This There's is also a, a track from um, Mega Ran as well, which is pretty good. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, and yeah, and of Mega course, Ran's the, th- so the theme song. The theme song at the start. The opening, uh, the opening cinematic is so perfect. good. So it, good. <laughs> it is perfect. Like, if you want to, like, it, indication... just, it just feels like you're playing a, a Turtles TV show. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, it starts and, like, yeah, the music kicks in. You're just like, Fuck yeah. And you sing singing along to it because it's just... I'll, 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 I'll beat up some Foot Clan. Yeah, fucking A. If you're, if you're of a certain age, like that theme song is just fucking ingrained into your mind because you just heard it everywhere. Um, And yeah, it just, it slaps. And like, all, and, and all the enemies as well. So you got the Foot Clan there. And, but like the actual boss fights and stuff are well, as well are really, really cool and interesting in some ways. Um. And like, they pull from a lot of the, ten- of the Turtles lore as well, which is really neat. Like, I yeah, knew most of them, but some of them I was just like, I, I don't know who this is. <laughs> well, I think because uh, some of it is from, like, the Nickelodeon era stuff that's oh, still that going at the one, moment. Then. Yeah, so I've heard some people say that it's, it's yeah, it's pulling from everywhere. So, which is really cool. Like, I watched some of the, I think it was, like, Rise of the Teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Um there was a there was a clip going around on the internet a while ago of just like holy shit this animation and it was from like Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles yeah. from like the last episode. I did see that clip. Fucking batshit crazy and it's so cool. Um, and then I realized it was on the streaming service Stan in Australia and I was like, we have that. I'll I'll have a I'll have a watch of that. And I watched a few episodes. It's really good. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it was nice to sort of have like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in my life a little bit. Not that I had it. It wasn't a huge part of my life when I was younger, but it was definitely there. Like, it was for sure. I remember hiring Turtles in Time at least once or twice from the local video store uh, and on the uh, SNES and, and, and having a go at that. Uh, but, yeah, I really like this. If you're, if you're, like, craving for, like, a good beat-em-up or just something to play with some mates... We like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is like absolute no brainer. Like it's, and and like lengthwise as well, it's perfect. It's only like three or four hours long. Um, you could blitz through it depending on what difficulty you play on. Um, in an afternoon, and or a night, and you will have it just a great time. Um, and there's like collectibles and things to 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 uh to find and and I think there's like concept art and and lots of different things I think in there as well. Maybe I can't remember, but. Um, it, it's yeah. packed with unlockables, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great game. I like hats off to Tribute Games for just like just nailing the brief, like nailing the design brief completely. It's it, it's like cool. We want to do like a pseudo sequel to it, the nineties, um, beat 'em up, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, and and they fucking they did it. Like it's it's great. I had a really good time with it. So. Yeah, I mean, if you got Game Pass, like, you got no excuse. Go check it out. It's, it's great. Um, cool. All right. What else have we got on the docket? Karen, tell me something you've been playing. Um. Okay. Uh. Well, obviously, besides, I've been playing a bunch, but some of it I'm not even going to bother talking about because I feel like we've you've already discussed it, and I have nothing to add for it. So that's why my list got culled down very quickly. A lot of stuff I've been playing. I'm just like, it's fun, but I don't really want to talk about it. I'm not that into it. But um, one that I have gone back to recently is Jurassic World Evolution 2, which just had the big Biosyn expansion drop 
to coincide with the release of Dominion. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 is obviously a game I already loved. I loved Jurassic World Evolution 1. I just want to build a park of dinosaurs, and this game lets me do that. Uh, and I never did play the DLC to the first one, which was, I think it was, was Return to Jurassic Park. And I always kicked myself for missing it. But then when 2 came out, it seemed like a lot of that stuff was in the game anyway. So I was like, sweet. I win anyway. Awesome. But the 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 Dominion DLC is actually quite substantial. Like I, I bought it knowing I was like, I, it's, it's an excuse to play more of this game. And that's all I really care about. <laughs> I don't care if it's just like a small new scenario and a couple of dinosaurs I'll buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but of course. It actually introduces a lot of cool mechanics and a lot of stuff that was from a movie. Um, which I won't talk about here because frankly I'm not interested in getting into that discussion I'm not, not getting into it I know a lot of people hate it I just don't give a shit honestly I wanted to see a movie with dinosaurs and I got what I wanted <laughs> fair enough um, yeah. but yeah so it, it, it's got it basically adds new content to each of the modes which is what's really cool so Jurassic World I'm, not, I'm pretty sure I talked about a lot of this surely I talked about, about Evolution 2 it's like when it comes to the end of the year, at this point, it's easily going to be my most played game after Destiny 2. So I better have talked about it. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure you have. So obviously, it's got a campaign. It's got two new campaign missions. One of them takes place before the events of a movie, and the other one takes place afterwards. It's got two chaos mode episodes, which basically, um, I think it's actually got it's got no, it's got one chaos mode because basically, chaos mode is like the what if, and the what if is like. What if things didn't go badly in Dominion? And you get to play through that that um, route, which is neat. And of course, it um it adds a bunch more stuff into the challenge mode and, and sandbox. You get the new maps and all that, which is really cool. What I like the most about it is it adds... I think you can only use parts of the stuff on the specific new Biosyn map. But um you get access to like their entire suite of buildings to use in sandbox. But if you're playing on that map in particular, you can also use um, these things called Invisible Fences which are just like lines in the ground where the, the, dinosaur, the dinosaurs are chipped so they can't cross the barriers, but you have no fence, right. no visible fences in your park, which is just neat. Um, which just means that your park rangers can just drive straight over them, which eliminates a lot of the problems they have in this game, which is just like dumb AI pathfinding. Just like, uh, right. I, can't, yeah. I can't drive through the gate. I'm like, what do you mean? I built you a gate. Just go around the fence. It's so easy. I'm pretty sure. So in this, I'm pretty in this sure, at least, you get rid of that. I'm pretty sure that the invisible walls thing is a, a bit of a feature, and the, the chipping dinosaurs thing is is a, a a big part of um Camp Cretaceous, from what I've watched of it anyway. Oh, okay, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched all of that because I hear it's good, but it's just again time. Um, it's actually it's it's real good. Like my son loves it, and yeah. so does my wife. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna, now I'm gonna get they to watch it. it a lot. It's worth it. But I'm concerned because when I do watch it, because there's also a Camp Cretaceous pack for the game, and I'll have to buy that as well. Oh, so. that's very yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it adds in like the Scorpius Rex and a few other like dinosaur skins and all that, which is neat. That's cool. Um, but yes, so that's neat. And the other cool thing, again, this is, it's in the movie and it's it's great. They add in viewing platforms, which uh, act sort of like, if, to go back to Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, if you remember the high, the Heidi, the high Heidi they used, which is like up in the treetops. So this is basically like a variation uh, yeah. of that, where they're viewing platforms that like raise up and they're all connected via, and God, this makes so much sense for this series. 
it's it's a shock it took this long and it's right. all linked via like a subterranean network of like trains and stuff and subway like and capsules to sort of like just zip around underground away from the dinosaurs and when you come up yep. in the viewing platforms yep. where you're safe wow we did it guys we that solved the dinosaur park problems obviously the movie has a whole sense. bunch of different problems it does uh, so that's really cool <laughs> and it's really fun playing with a lot of that stuff uh the chaos mode the chaos fairy level is cool as well it's set on owen's ranch from the start of a movie um <laughs> which is sure whatever you know owen's got a ranch and he, he heard he, he looks after dinosaurs there and you you basically have to ba- start looking after these dinosaurs that have obviously because if, if you haven't seen fallen kingdom there are dinosaurs everywhere if you missed the, the the memo and your goal was to sort of Get them, put them in pens and paddocks and just make sure they're comfortable and safe and all that. And the extra wrinkle this adds is it adds rustlers, which are dinosaur poachers that will basically try to attack your park and take your dinosaurs. And it's sort of, I guess it would sort of nearly be like a tower defense game where you've got to set up like rustler defenses to sort of let you know when they're coming at you, which direction they're coming from. And then all you've got to do is like drive your your rangers into them to to ward them off, which isn't too bad. Um, or bad. you know, or you know, build carnivores. Put carnivores on the outside of your of your like when you're building all your your enclosures, just put some some nasty meat eaters on the outside pens, and that'll Fight. that'll take care of that problem pretty quickly. Fight fire with fire. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You so that's also incredible. Cool. I really, Have I the really dinosaurs. enjoy. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, it does also add a bunch of dinosaurs from the movie as well. So it adds the um the Pyroraptor, which is the feathered raptor you would have seen in the trailers. It yep. adds the Pharynxosaurus, which is the one again you've probably seen it with the giant claws. Yeah, uh, which is interesting is a is a herbivore, which I didn't learn until I bought this DLC. So there you go. Cool. I obviously bought yeah. the DLC before I saw the movie, but um, I it was a dinosaur that I hadn't heard of. I'm like that guy looks mean as fuck. Oh, it's just a herbivore. Hilariously, herbivore. though, none of the herbivores like him. They're like, nah, if you put me in with him, I'm out. I am out. This guy's a loser. I want nothing to do with him. Like, okay, fair enough. Oh, poor dude. It also brings in the Dimetrodon, everyone's favorite little, little four-legged dinosaur, which is pretty much, you know, a Komodo dragon with a big fin on the back. Um, yep. And the Quetzalcoatlus, which is a, just a massive pterodon like flying dinosaur like i'm talking like the size of a plane (laughs) it's huge that's dope and then it adds adds two new skins for the dreadnoughtus and the gigantosaurus to make them look like their movie counterparts so that's cool that's all really neat and what else what the other thing i really like is the reason why i was so keen for this movie is obviously it's got content based before and after the movie so um alan grant and ellie sattler are in the game as well. And they have voice Hell by yeah. Sam Neill and Laura Dern, which is great. So that means, right, in this game, we have event voice-wise. Claire Deering is in the game, still voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, yep. Ian Malcolm is here, still voiced by Jeff Goldblum. And yep. we've got now Alan Grant, still voiced by Sam Neill, and Ellie Sattler, still voiced by Laura Dern. And the Lewis Dodgen is voiced by the, the actor from the movie as well, I'm pretty sure. But Chris Pratt? Nah. <laughs> Just nah. got... Just got some sound alike. <laughs> he's too busy being Mario, mate. He's Mario. He's like, he's everyone. He's he's got a lot he's going very, on, you know. He's, he's very proud of he's the performance busy. that he's doing. He's very proud of the performance he's doing for that movie. Apparently, 
is yeah we're we're just the voice that he's doing for mario just we're not ready for it i god fucking i've really he's not wrong i'm not fucking ready for it but i'm not like it's gonna be Ooh. weird like to just slightly go off topic yeah if we're, if we're bringing that up like obviously <laughs> I, I don't expect the mario voice to sound like charles martinet i don't think no. i could sit through a 90 minute movie of that yeah, like but, Charles Martinet delivering dialogue, like like, like that, pages of dialogue like that. It's like okay, that would wear thin very quickly. Don't be wrong. I am appealed to me. It appeals to me the idea of like Charles Martinet voicing like this entire movie. That's that would be <laughs> since he voices that, most of the Mario cast anyway. That's very true. Actually, that would be very funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I just do. I, I want I, them to do like an audio commentary track. That is that. <laughs> when it comes oh, out amazing. on like home release i'd fucking buy that anyway like when mario when we see this trailer and mario's voice is just chris pratt's voice i don't know what's gonna happen to me <laughs> i'm not ready for that reality will mario mention mouse rat will mouse rat become a part of the mario cinematic universe please please and just like that <laughs> i'm gonna pause back on topic <laughs> love it thank you please do uh so yeah that's that really covers a lot of the new stuff that's in the expansion but really so i finished a lot of that stuff and then i just sort of felt compelled i'm like you know what i'm playing this game already anyway so let's just let's go back to those challenge modes which are a fun balance of me being like oh this is what i really like about the game which then quickly becomes fuck i hate this so much (laughs) (laughs) so like Again, I probably spoke about them, but in case I didn't, I'll just refresh for people who were listening. The challenge mode maps are essentially you play through each of the maps with certain restrictions on. And that could be like, for example, on Jurassic Park, if you play that, all the scientists might be, um, I forget the word, but basically they're all, they're all going to betray you. If you right, push cool. them too hard, they will just like, just be like, fuck you, mate. I'm like, all right, don't know why I'd hire you in the first place. Like one in Jurassic Park, away. it made sense, but it was but it was like one person. I was like, okay, I'll pay you one person. You you hired, and you were like, I don't know, it's one <laughs> dude. Like, how was I meant to know he was gonna go go awry? But in this one, they all have it. You're like, just fire all of them, man. Just kick them all out. We can hire new scientists. That's an easy solution. Yeah, challenge complete. Exactly. Move on. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, so and some of them, like for example, the one I'm doing right now is on germany and the thing that makes it a pain in the ass so you basically to get five stars you need to be making a certain amount of money a minute which again normally when you're doing a park it's just like oh yeah i got no rush i'll just do all this shit but but obviously with the modifiers on so for example germany i can only have a maximum of 10 different dinosaur species which is not many right (laughs) and they can only there's no carnivores which okay. is tough because they have a big ticket dinos that make you all the damn money. Exactly. So basically yeah. I'm just like making all these gallimimus and being like, look, it's a big chicken. Yeah. What do you reckon? Of course, you don't like of course. it? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> More teeth. More teeth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Joel. Yeah. The movie was right. Exactly. Uh, and it's it at first you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. But then it just it chucks on some really ridiculous restrictions on how much things cost and there's a lot of storms, so it means you're constantly like having to deal with the stupid micromanagement stuff, which uh, is fine in the general gameplay because you're like, it doesn't happen too often. Or if it does, 
you know, it's not super detrimental, but you really feel in these challenge maps where it can sometimes make the game not fun, which sucks because I love the idea of having restrictions on and going for these five-star challenges. But yeah, some of them just, I'm like, oh, hi. I hate this. The one yeah. one thing I will say, when I was initially doing them, it does have like a, a par time. And I was like, oh, do I have to hit that par time? Because basically you unlock trophies for doing them all on easy and then all of them on Jurassic, which is the highest difficulty tier. So okay. I was crunching through them on on medium. You're like, oh, God, I've got, to, I've got to do this in five hours. Are you kidding me? And I managed mm-hmm. to scrape through all of them. And it wasn't until after that, that people were like, oh, no, no, no. You, you don't have to worry about the part time. I'm like, are you kidding me? I could have just taken oh, my time and done this. Oh no. Alright. Alright. So a lot of the ones I'm doing right now, when I've been chipping away at them, like I've been playing one of these parks, I think, for the last two weeks now. It's on a six hour run at the moment. It's not even the length of a damn game just trying to get this park to five stars. So I, I like dip Jesus. in for an hour. I'm like, alright, what can I do? <laughs> can I get Fucking at hell. least half a star today? And sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes I'll lose stars. Cause a lot of the time for these parks how you'll do it is you'll bring your dinos in batches when you're like sitting pretty and you'll get confident and you'll get cocky and then that batch is just like hey um did you check their lifespans by any chance i'm like no why they're like oh because they're all that at least that that batch they're dead now (laughs) you're like okay well there's still two left and then the game's the game's like yeah there's two left but they need at least three to be happy so they're gonna break out and um wreak havoc i'm like oh cool all right, Good. get the choppers Good. up there, trank them. We'll we'll deal with this later. What I do like about it, though, thankfully, it you do have options to sort of make that less painful, as there are ranger stations in the game. And basically, so basically, how it works is you can build. You've got to build like a response station, which is like a little jeep and a chopper, which is sort of for like filling feeders, checking the dinosaur statuses, and the choppers for like tranking them if they're getting out of control and then you've got a medical one which is like a little ambulance which is the same thing scanning cute like treating diseases and stuff um if you were i take one of those vehicles and like tag it to the ranger station anything that goes wrong inside that radius they will automatically deal with thank god because in the first one that was one of the most painful parts is just like every time something went wrong you had to put down everything you were doing and drive and like, like I guess I gotta go deal with this now. <laughs> and meanwhile, you, as you're as you're driving, you can just see the park falling apart. You're like, okay, it's, like, it's fine. Oh, good, okay. And like, really I fine. think you could still like automatically send them, but it was still a pain in the butt. It's just so it's just nice to have a lot of that system sort of automated in in Jurassic World Two, and Jurassic World Evolution Two. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Even even though sometimes it makes me hate it, I just love the little things i just love it it's great i love like, yeah. you can zoom in on a lot That's of these awesome. dinosaurs they've got like a lot of like unique animations they'll sit down they'll clean themselves they'll eat they'll feed yeah yeah if you want I, if you want dinosaurs like i recommend this game wholeheartedly it almost seems like a like an amazing commentary you were saying about like driving past everywhere to so seeing your park fall apart around you while you're trying to deal with <laughs> this one specific problem it seems like such a great analogy for like this is why the whole thing was a bad idea in the first place. Yeah. It's great. Well, what's fun is yeah. like a lot of them, like, cause you have the scenarios based off of the movies and they actually have, unlike the challenge modes where the modifiers were annoying, the modifiers worked well for the, the movie specific ones because 
it was sort of fun to play through that idea. So for example, when I did the Jurassic World one, you make a new dinosaur and basically you get like a timer, like it was like 10 minutes something of um of everyone being like, oh, hell yes, new dinosaur. And you just, your profits would explode. But as soon as that new dinosaur is old news, like it just drops off, which really plays into the idea of Jurassic World 1 where it's like, fucking, we need, yeah, more teeth. More teeth, yeah, bigger more dinosaurs, teeth. scary yeah. dinosaurs. Uh which was it was a lot of fun to do that and yeah Jurassic Park the same thing with the um you've got the the, the scientists who can betray you with a drop of a hat and they also introduced the um intelligent and I think it's fussy is the other one but the biggest one is intelligent they introduced the intelligence trait to some of the carnivores and what that does so typically when you put a dinosaur in a pen it'll like figure out its territory which is it'll highlight blue and yep. that was normally the worst of it. But for now for the carnivores, if they roll with that trait, it adds like an extra, I want to say, I don't know, it's really guesstimating, but maybe five, five-ish meters of red on the outside of that blue border. And if they if they see, like, for example, if you've got a, a path built too close to that and people are walking <laughs> along that, the dinosaur will look at, will be like, oh yeah. And you'll get a little notification being like, hey, um, this dinosaur here has been marked. He's he's looking to to break out. I'm like, you kid, fuck you, mate. <laughs> I'm on you. It. Clever girl. But um, that's a really I, I really like that because like one of the things that I it just it just seems absurd to me. But for example, the best example is Velociraptors. Just having because obviously you do it just to to keep your park compact. You'd have the paths like right next to the fence. I'm like, the raptors are looking right at you. Yeah. So I do like that they sort of thought about it a bit and they're like, okay, well, look, it's it, they have a chance to roll with intelligence where if that happens, if you do that and they see that, they will break out and they will start killing people. And I, yeah, it was fun. It, it absolutely shouldn't have been called intelligence. It should have been called clever girl. Like that's it should have been. It should. They have dropped been. the they dropped the ball there. Come on, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't re- I don't think I did in this one, but the trophy list of the first game was just all Jurassic Park quotes and it was amazing. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's that's yeah. um. It, it's yeah. It's if, if you like dinosaurs, and you see this game on sale, I think I'm not sure if it's on Game Pass still. It was on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. The Game Pass is still there. Two just two just came to Game Pass. Yeah, I think one's gone, two. but two two is. Oh, okay. One is yeah. still good. I. I think. I think ultimately, I, I one might be a better game, but I just like a lot of the new stuff in two. Even if sometimes. There are now too many systems to deal with, so yeah, right. I know. Yep. But um, yeah, I know. I really like two, and if you're curious, definitely give it a, a spin on Game Pass, especially if you like right. Jurassic Park. It's a fun game. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, what, what was the other thing I was going to bring that I've been playing? Um, just a quick rundown, I guess, of things. I I went back to Slay the Spy recently. The game still owns. Um, I finished a run with the other two characters I hadn't finished the run with. So now I've just got like the, the DLC character to run through with and then start doing like Ascension runs, which like increase the frequency of like elite enemies and things like that. It's just a great game. It's, it's when I'm like, I don't know what else to play. I'm like, I'm like, I've got like a podcast on or something on the TV. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just pick up and play Slay the Spire. It's one of those games. And I love it. It's great. Um, I also, I don't know if I mentioned, but I finished Ratchet and Clank. I don't know if I talked about that on the show. Um, 
It's, I don't think so. I think that was during like the the everything was happening at once season. I think of so. June. I think so. Um, I mean, yeah, like you talked about it in pretty in, in great detail on the show before um, when you played it last year, but I fucking love that game. That game was so much fun. Um, and yeah, it had some really great moments in it. Uh, I went through and got the platinum of it as well because it's an easy platinum, and it was. I was like, it was one of those games where it was like, I like I can do this, but also I kind of want to because it was such. I had so much fun playing the game. So by the time I rolled credits, I think I only had like two trophies I needed to go back, you know, like a new game plus run for. Um, so I did that and uh, and, and mopped that up, and uh, yeah. So it was that's my first PS Five platinum. So oh, congratulations, Joel. Yes, that was my first one. Um, yeah, and it, it's really, it's really, really, really good. Um, we've dipped back into Fall Guys. That's now gone free to play. Um, if you've been hiding under a rock, it's it, not... yeah, we we did dip back in. Um, even won a few crowns ourselves. Uh, how, how have you done, Joel? Yeah, this is why I'm adding this to the the breezy section because <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. And on top of that, all right, let's get this off my chest, right? It's fine. I was just what I was waiting for. It's mildly rectified now, but like it went free to play, um, and it all revolved around being connected to your Epic Games Store account, um, to be like enabled a crossplay. I think that's probably the main reason for it. So it's like crossplay eligible across. Well, it's made it easier for them to make crossplay enabled across all platforms because um you can play across all platforms now. It's really great. Uh. And uh, so I, I I booted it up before it went free to play. Checked I still had everything. Downloaded the new launcher. I'm like, sweet. I'm good. I'm good. And I got my, I think it was when I had my PS5 anyway. Mm. Um, but I downloaded the PS4 version. I was like, okay. I didn't realize it at the time. Well, actually, I don't think the PS5 really version confusing. was. I don't think the PS5 version was actually out then either. I think it came out. Yeah. No. Once it. So I was like, yep, everything's there. It's fine. I'll dip back in when it goes free to play, you know, that happened and it rolled around, became free to play, relaunched all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was your birthday, Kyron. Um, and we decided to pop yes, in and, 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 and celebrate by playing some four guys. Cause it was, I think that week that it went free to play. So we, we jumped in and, um, or like just before we all jumped online, I jumped in, had a look and all my things were gone. Like all my cosmetics, all my, it had basically sent me back to, I had a Smurf account, basically. I had a, a level one, nothing, little pink bean, and that was it. Um, so I wasn't super happy about that. Um, and I don't, I, apparently I'm not the only one. It's happened to quite a lot of people. And I mean, who could, yeah. who could, like, you've been, you've been playing a lot of Fall Guys and you had, you had a lot of cool, unique skins, but are just gone to unless they pop up on random rotation, right? Like that's yeah, I'd exactly. say that's and it, you're you're right to be annoyed about that. Yeah, and even then if it pops up on a rotation, I've got to have the currency for it to be able to pick it exactly. up. Exactly. So which um, since you're a fresh account, you have haven't got any. And the other part about that I I was not happy about is that they had announced that for all legacy players that had quote unquote purchased the game, even though we hadn't because we got it on PlayStation Plus, but um, who had been playing before all of this went down, um, the season pass, because obviously it's gone free to play, it's got a season pass now, 
um, like, oh, like a battle pass, um, they would get legacy players would get the battle pass basically for free. It's like sweet, cool. Double check that as well. No legacy pass. Uh, no, no battle pass. So, um, long story short, I I was back and forth with with, um, like support and things like that. The four guys support team and Epic Games, and uh, trying to sort it all out. I've got my cosmetics back. My currency's all gone, um, and my crowns is like back to where like just like the normal amount that I I previously had. But I do have my Doom guy skin now, which I'm happy with. It's fine as long as I have that because I I I worked for that one, and um, but still no season pass. Um, I emailed them again about it. Um, I haven't heard back from it, so I don't know. Well, I think it's like. Fingers crossed. Like, clearly, if you had the Doom guy skin, you were playing prior to this. So yeah. hopefully there's just a, a switch they can flick on it or something. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like that you're not alone. They're probably dealing with a lot of these messages, which if there is a delay, yeah. that could be why. It sounds like it's just been a problem that's been happening. Of so course. I'm honestly thanking my lucky stars that I came out unscathed. Like, I, because I, I remember seeing... I rem- so what happened was, like, when I looked at my menu, I noticed that... It, like the the um icon for Fall Guys was like grayed out and weird, and it said like new mm-hmm. version available or something. So I went to the store and downloaded that version. I was like, okay, I guess I'm good now for free to play. And then like the day of the PS5 version came, I was like, okay, well I guess I'll download the PS5 version because I booted up the PS4 version before the free to play thing happened, and all my stuff was still there. I was like, cool, that's good. Um, all my trophies repopped. I was like, sweet, excellent. Yep. And nice. then I booted the PS5 version, not even aware that this could be an issue. And thankfully, it was all still there for me. The only thing I didn't get, and I'm not sure if it was an intentional choice to just not have it do it, but like the trophies all stayed locked. I guess I've got to re earn them all again, which I don't care about. Okay. I'm not. I'm not getting all the trophies in this game because I'm never going to win. Was it five five episodes in a row or yeah, something? Yeah, five in a row. Yeah. That's never going to happen. My high streak was two, and that was just the other week. And I, I cannot imagine getting five. Our friend Broad got yeah. painfully close. <laughs> very close, yes. But, very, um, very. Alas, close. not to be. Uh, so, thankfully, that's all I lost, and that could just be it. May main because not every PS5 game does the trophy sync. So, four guys just might be one of the ones that doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, if I'd lost my like shovel knight skin and all that, I would have been pretty annoyed. Yeah, like. It had already soured the experience for me a little bit, like, knowing that. But then I just had an awful night on top of, like, after, like, a a really bad sort of, like, mental health week where I was really up and down. And then just to go into that, have that happen and lose all my shit and just be like, all right, cool, listen, I'm going to play some Fall Guys. It's fine. Hanging out with Kyron for his birthday, hanging out with friends. It's, It's fine. And then just had the fucking shittest night of, like, of luck when it came to my but Joel, like the, the company was you great. Were trying, I, you were trying your best. <laughs> I was trying my best. I bought that fucking, I bought that title. It's still there. Still on my, um, it's the one thing that I bought that and my, my fucking punk cuffs. Cause it was the only thing that I had unlocked. It was so funny. I, oh, that was man. like, that was how you could see it, the, the new players. They all had their punk cuffs on. I'm like, yeah, oh, look at all you little, you little beans. Me. I, like it'd be funny if I could be like, ah, yeah, I'm wearing my, I, I'm, I'm a first player. Oh, no, jokes. It's like, it's like a Smurf account, but I was just <laughs> as bad as all of them apparently. And I was like, 
it just was it was it didn't leave a great taste in my mouth and i have had no real desire to go back to it since so i don't know maybe i need another week which is shame because the the new games are so much fun like some of the best games i think they've done since since it started like the stadium mini games are just great yeah they are really good and there's so many games now that they've added to it so oh yeah i think it feels like a really good rotation like using the plus release as like a soft launch. I mean, they could, they built up through like whatever, like four or five seasons, like a healthy mm-hmm. amount of like games they could throw at you. And then to launch with the stadium ones on top of that, like there is yep. so much variety in this game now. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I did see that they just added um, a variation on Fall Ball that was basically first goal wins. So it was like, oh, nice. Yeah, it's and like, one and done. That's it. This weekend, they also had the Master Chief stuff as well, which I completely missed. Yeah, the Spartan Showdown. Yeah. Yeah. And they had like like a, a separate playlist where you, get, you had to play off a co-op buddy, sort of like, again, Halo style, just team up. That's very And just cool. like, you could go through, they had like, there was a, um, like there was a, a unique version of a bomb mini game. And on a couple of the events, cool. you could collect like skulls, like in the Halo games. That's and like, cool. yeah, just really cool and i just yeah i completely missed it but oh well it's yeah it's look it's it, like the game is awesome i'm just like it was like a no, whole look, series of of series of unfortunate events that, that led to me just being like you know what i don't need to play this at the moment i'm fine this game will always be here on my playstation at another time um look on but, a certain level like your bitterness is justified don't worry yeah, I completely like, get it. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, yeah, all these things that happened, and I was just like, all right, what? Well, I, it's been a really shit week, and uh, but it's cool. I'm gonna hang out with friends tonight to celebrate Karen's birthday. It's gonna be good. We'll play some Fall Guys. I haven't played for a while. It'll be fun. And then yeah, lost all my shit, and then lost my shit at the game. So <laughs> basically, um. All right, that was a bit of good a times, downer moment. Good times. It was a downer good moment. Karen, Karen, let's bring this, bring the, bring the fucking energy back up again. What do you got for me? Uh, well, I've been continuing on my fool's errand of a of a quest to to like to challenge Nintendo when they when they <laughs> moved up the Xenoblade Three release date. They were like, "Huh, you can't replay Xenoblade One and Two before then." I'm like, "I mean, I probably can't, but I guess I'll try." <laughs> You're a fucking lunatic, mate. <laughs> I, well, the good thing is they're on Switch, right? So basically what I've been doing is like, usually I'll just play like an hour or two in bed before I go to sleep. Yeah, and that makes sense. I had that, that month off, which I was already planning on playing Xenoblade 1 during that month off, which was good because I got through yeah. all of Xenoblade 1. And since I've been so busy at work, I haven't finished 2 yet, but I think I'm knocking on the end credits i'm nearly there and then i've got to play the torna dlc which isn't a full game and then i'll be i'll be ready uh again i feel like i've talked about them both maybe not xenoblade one i probably talked about that when the deluxe edition came out like this podcast has been running for a few years now so yeah i definitely want to talk about two because that was in year one of the switch and we were recording Mm -hmm. then yep so i won't go on them too long but when i i haven't played them so close together before and it's definitely interesting to do that because I remember thinking, I think I liked Xenoblade 2 more than 1 when I was playing 2, like, at when it came out. But I hadn't really played Xenoblade 1 for, like, 
what was it 2012 that the the wii version came out i can't remember now but um and i know that was that was the wii u so maybe it was like even earlier than that jesus christ yeah um so it had been a while but it's interesting playing them back to back because now i'm just like no 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 Xenoblade one is way better than Xenoblade two like interesting there's a lot of annoying things in Xenoblade 2 that really add up as you get further into the game. The biggest one for me, and maybe it's nitpicky, maybe it's just maybe it's just me being picky, but it's a system that sounds good. There's a obviously you have you have field skills, right? So that you have to pass checks to interact with certain things in the environment. That's fine. I don't generally have a problem with that. The problem I have with it is because there are so many of them. And there are so many of the blades in this game, which are sort of like the weapons you equip, and you acquire yeah. those blades from stupid, like, not real money. It's really important to say not real money, because, like, I can't be that mad at it. But the way you get a lot of these blades is through a gacha minigame. Like, oh. just random rolls from these, like, these little blade crystals, which is a pain in the ass. And then, if you, even if you happen to get the blade that you want, that has the skill, you know, that you want, you have to grind it out to like level it up high enough to actually pass these environment checks. And you can only have three blades equipped at once and it only does the, the check pass on the ones you have equipped. So it's just, sometimes you'll be you'll walk up to a thing and you'll do it in one go. You're like, sweet, that was easy. Other times you'll walk up to one and you have to go into your menu and like, okay, filter my blades. Who has the best like fire mastery? All right, chuck those on. All right, who has it? And just like really get in there, micromanage all your blades just to do one thing that wasn't probably, probably wasn't even worth the time and then you swap them all back to what you normally use and it's just, uh, it's a massive pain in the ass. It's almost like if they had some sort of like loadout system that you could like switch between. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Just don't or put just that less, in there. Less skill, yeah. less skill checks. Like, that's what really gets me. That's fair. That's fair. God damn it. But anyway, I do like Xenoblade 2, but um, yeah, it's after playing them so close together, Xenoblade 1 is definitely better. They both have incredible soundtracks. Like, I I will not be hearing from anyone this year, right? If, if people at the end of this year are talking about the sound, the best soundtracks of this year, they better have at least listened to the Xenoblade 3 soundtrack, because I guarantee you, like, off the quality of 1 and 2, Xenoblade 3 soundtrack is going to be one of the best this year. And it's already from the like there was a direct a couple of weeks ago um some of the songs i heard now i was like she's and the, the nintendo like twitter accounts have been tweeting out like short song clips and like oh my god this soundtrack's gonna be incredible hopefully the game is as well fingers crossed i'll be there day one but at least it's gonna be a great soundtrack um yeah xenoblade one and two two of the best soundtracks in in video games like good lord good lord some of those songs go way harder than they should <laughs> I keep hearing this and like, I don't know. There's part of me that's like, maybe I should play one of these. And I'm like, ah, oh, they're like a hundred hours. I don't like, know. even I, even I would not recommend it. Oh no. If I'm going to play, if I'm going to play a fucking JRPG, that's a hundred hours long. I'm going to go back and fucking finish Royal. Like that's, I like, that's what I need to do. But it yeah. is, it's what, it is what you need to do. I really fucking do. God. But uh, yeah, that's really what I've been doing, Joel. Those are the two. I've been replaying both of those, finding out I like one more than two. They both have great soundtracks. I hate the field skills in two. The combat system in two is just too much of a fucking. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like I under I understand it, but it's just 
there's so much going on. I totally get some people who like look at the footage of these games and just go, nah. Yeah, that's I'm raising my hand. Nah. That's me. I'm just like, oh, I want to, I want to be able to like this, but this is, this is far too much. This is too much big, going on. The biggest point to make about them is, I. To be Monolith Soft, working on a Switch game and just being, they must be tearing their hair out. It's being like, Nintendo, for the love of God, <laughs> please do a new system. Because these guys are really squeezing everything out of these, out of a Switch. Like, absolutely every little bit of power they can get out. Like, they are wringing it out yeah. just as much as they can. Because the games look good and the worlds are massive and interesting and the environments are detailed. But obviously, also, if there, are, if there are frame dips, or you played in handheld mode, and you're like, "Oh, that is that is a low resolution that I'm looking at." Yeah, <laughs> like really low. That yeah, look, that Switch Pro is going to be coming soon, right? It's the cur- it's the curse of the hybrid console, and I love my Switch, but Monolith Games a lot of the time was like, "Oh yeah, you guys need to you need to be on a on a PlayStation or something because you're doing the best you can." But the hardware is what's letting you down. Um, yeah. I totally get. Like, if you play these games, you'll understand why Nintendo like is leaning on Monolith for like are they are assisting on Breath of the Wild, both the first one and currently the second one. Um, yeah, these guys, these guys are making magic happen on the Switch in ways that I don't see many other developers doing besides Nintendo. Yeah, and even then, I have to imagine that it's like, oh god, we need, please, <laughs> Switch <laughs> Nintendo, please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, speaking of things that are too much and information systems and things that I'll very briefly touch on, um, a couple of games, one more than the other, but, uh, my very, very, very early first impressions of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, um, that came out, uh, what, four days ago, three days ago? Yeah, um, like, last, last Friday, it's currently... Yeah, Monday. Monday. Yeah, so I'll play. I'll play a fair bit on the weekend. I'm um, not gonna lie. It's. I mean, it's more Monster Hunter Rise, and that makes me very happy. There's some new stuff in there. Uh, I, there's some stuff that I haven't encountered much yet. Um, I don't know. It feels like this time around, like there's some like cool quality of life stuff. Um, the being able to switch skill, the skill swap is pretty cool. Um, it doesn't chain the way that I wanted it to in a way. Um, but that may be because of the weapons that I'm using or maybe that's just how it is. But even still, it is kind of cool. I did have a moment where I, it wasn't, it's, it's not a seamless chain. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. But I did have a moment in the day where I was, I, I think I had a long sword and I was like slashing away at an enemy. And then I did like the, um, the ZR like combo and then I switched skills and then I used my, like one of my silk bug attacks. And then I switched back and used my other silk bug attack and just fucking comboed up on this poor Tetronodon. I'm pretty sure I was just like, you get fucked. Like, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's a lot of fun. And I feel like, yeah, the, the, the systems are starting to make even more sense to me now. Like I'm like, oh, I'm seeing the code with how, how I should be playing this game. It's not like button mashing and things like that. And like timing things out a bit more. It also helps, I don't know if you can turn this off, because I, I feel like it might annoy some people, but it helps having down the bottom of the screen now, it tells you what each button, your attack buttons will do, including if you hold down like 
like the Z the Z L trigger, it to switch did, to did like it, your silk bind. Did it not always do that. It's been I don't remember. I mm, okay. that that feels new to me, and I was like, oh, this is actually really handy. And being out, it's like right down the bottom in the middle of the screen now, where you're just like, but it takes up a lot of space, but it doesn't feel out of place. Accidental rhyme, yes. Um, I wonder how. So is that have you tried that in handheld mode? Because like, is it? Is that that awesome? is that is in handheld mode. I've oh, okay. been playing I, exclusively in handheld mode, and because it's fine. honestly anything that takes up screen real estate on in handheld mode, I usually get annoyed at because that screen is already pretty small. The thing is, though, it's not like it's a it's not like a box or anything. It's just the text and and the button inputs, and so it's like it's not. I haven't had an issue with it. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty big," but then I got into it and started playing, and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, it's not. It doesn't bother me at all." And it's actually quite handy to have that sort of visual guide to remember remind myself what i've got and maybe that's why the comboing and things is, is, is starting to make a lot more sense to me um i don't know it's it's a lot of fun the new locale locale is really really cool um i can't remember off the top of my head what it's called it's, it's called like eternia or something like that i don't know it's it's got some fucking anime ass bullshit name um and yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm only encountering like some like old favorites and stuff at the moment. Yeah, I, so that's one thing I do. I have heard it's got a very slow start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's um, but I, I I'm also taking my time like doing that thing when I start, like when I started Monster Hunter Rise, where I'm like I'm ch- trying to check off all the non-essential quests as well and just like go through them and build up a, a, a nice little stockpile of bits and pieces that I've got. To start making some stuff. I will definitely get this at some point, but Joel, I have to say, I have to say on some level, I'm still very bitter at all of you, mostly you and our friend, um, Brendan, who didn't onboard Iceborne with me because I wanted to play Iceborne and no one did. I fucking wanted to. I just never got around to buying it. And I'm I'm sad about it too. I'm sad about it too. Don't get me wrong. I'm fucking... I, I think about that at least once or twice every time I'm playing Rise or Sunbreak now. But like... Yeah, I I don't know. I just, I'm just happy to have more Monster Hunter that I can sit on the couch and play with, like like while I'm just like chipping away at while I'm watching a podcast or whatever. Or Ash is watching something on TV. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just hunting monsters. It's fun. Still using my hunting horn and switching between a hunting horn and uh, long sword. And then I have that thought where I'm like, maybe I should try another weapon. And I go, ah, hunting horn. Yeah, whack stuff. Whack stuff. Give buffs. That's what I do. Um. But yeah, I'm sure I'll probably talk about it again at some point when I've played a little bit more and I've encountered some more of the the new editions or the revamped editions of things. Um, uh, oh, the the jungle area is pretty cool as well. Like it's it's a really small map, like it's very small. Um, it's basically like a circle with like almost like star points going into the center, so you can just sort of run around the whole island. It's like an island. You can run all the way around it and then like run into the middle part as well uh, and go underground. Um, I, I like the fact that it's small. It's it's nice to sort of just be able to just work my way around that map. Um, and also too, it was, I, I did like a, a three months monster hunt the other night um, where I had to hunt like, it was like, it was a Tetronodon, the big crab, crab boy, big crab, uh, Hermitol, I think it's called. 
All right, mm. it's from a Mostana I haven't played, so I can't help you, Joel. It's really cool. So it's got like this big, like almost like Triceratops looking s- skull as its shell. Um, so and it points it'll turn around and attack you with that as well. They're always fun fights. Um, it's it's yeah. There's the Hermitor is like the small version, and there's like Dymo Hermitor, I think it's called, which is like big Hermitor. <laughs> I think is the translation. I'm probably very wrong with that, but anyway. Um, yeah, so that I had to fight those two, and I think a Legombi, I think, or something. Anyway, it was like three enemies. Royal Ludroff, I think. Um, so yeah, I, being able to just sort of blitz around that island, and also meant like the inter, like the monster battles, like the clashes were a lot more frequent because they were just sort of on top of each other all the time. So it was like, I think I had one point where there was three of them just sort of like squaring off with each other. It's just me cutting around the outside, riding my Palamute, waiting for one of them to go down and go, and ride Wyvern. Yes, I'm on top. And then like beat the fuck out of them with whatever monster I managed to, to tether. Um, Yeah, um, it's fun. I'm, I love it. It's just, I'm not like, huge like monster hunter like i am a fan of monster hunter but i'm not like get into the weeds with every little detail and bit and piece um just because my brain doesn't work that way but tell you what it is just fun to sort of spawn in wail on a whole bunch of monsters take their bits and then make those bits into ridiculous um armor sets and weapons so the t- the Tetronodon X armor set is my favorite one that I've seen so far. It's got like a fucking gas mask as the headpiece. It's like a gas mask with like an 80s mullet over the top of it. It's fucking awesome. I'm like, this is ridiculous, but I love it. I don't know how you got this from that monster, but sure, why not? Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get there, Joel. I will. But the problem is... Fine. The game I think you're about to talk about is the reason why I haven't. Yeah, which is fine. Um, And yeah, so prior to Sunbreak coming out, because I wasn't sure if I was going to get it at launch, then I sort of wheeled and dealed my way into it. <clears throat> so um, I got it for pretty cheap. Uh, but before this, um, I you had informed me that Tiny Tina's Wonderland was going pretty cheap at a, at a toy sale at your work. So I was like, Oh, and then you were like, "Well, I'm probably gonna get it," and I was like, "Okay, it's the story like of my it, life." It's, it's the cheapest I've seen it, so it's like, yeah. if I don't get it now, I'm probably not gonna get it for a while. So I may as yeah. well just take the plunge and just get it while it's this cheap. Yeah. So, um, it, I, I, I was Avengers. Div- no, did Avengers? I do the same thing for. I think, but Division Two, I distinctly remember just being like. I think I'm gonna get Division Two, and you're like, "Yeah, me and Brendan already got our copy." I'm like, Very "Fuck yeah, All right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm on my way to Big W. Let's go." Um, yeah. So, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is like a spin-off from the Borderlands series, loosely based around the uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep DLC. Important to note, still very much Borderlands though. Like it's a spin-off, but like yes. it's it's pretty much like Borderlands 3.5, really. Yeah, it is, but better <laughs> I'll just say that I find it more engaging um, I don't know whether that's just because I really like Tiny Tina as a character and I like this Tiny Tina as a character um, the Tiny Tina in 
Borderlands 3 was good, and I like that they sort of matured her a little bit, but they didn't do much with her, and she was just sort of there for a little bit and then not really at all. Um, so it was good to have her sort of be back in, like, front and centre for a little while now. Um, and it revolves around Tina running another game of Bunkers and Badasses, which is the, um, or B&B, if you will, uh, which is the the uh, Pandora's version of Dungeons and Dragons. And so it's all, like, D&D themed and, and flavoured, and it's a lot of fun. But yes, it is more Borderlands. It's... You are shooting guns. The manufacturers are still there, even though they've got like slightly different names. Um, some of your favorite characters will show up. One of them in particular showed up for me recently and I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm very happy that they are here to see them. Uh, but yeah, I think the most biggest change is like spells... You have spells now. They're basically grenades. They're grenades. But, <laughs> but instead of having ammo for them, they're on a cooldown. And you can affect, by buffing certain skills and, and putting points into certain skills, you can sort of reduce that cooldown quite quickly so you can cast a lot quicker, which is great if you're playing like a spellcaster um, class. Uh, so like it's it's like same, same, but different in a, in a lot of ways. Um, so if you weren't really hot, on Borderlands, I, this isn't going to change your mind. Whatsoever. I doubt it will change it. Yeah. It will definitely not change your mind. Uh, but if you like Borderlands, or if you, like me, felt like, not disappointed, but a little bit like whelmed by Borderlands 3, and we're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this sort of feels like some of the writing in it's really great as well, because it is, it's Tina running a, a like a tabletop RPG. So she will interject every now and then along with the player characters that you're playing alongside uh, who are voiced by Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes, which is really good. Um, and Andy Samberg doing his absolute 100% best Andy Samberg um, at every single moment that he can. Uh, and then you've got Will Arnett as like the villain, which I haven't got super far into it, but like there is sort of some storyline under there that feels like something else is going on and i'm not I sure mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me i've been waiting for the turn as i play it and obviously i'm fairly early on in the game so probably not gonna happen just yet but there are some comments from that character in particular that i'm like hang on okay and then it's back to shooting i'm like okay i'll think about that later um and i obviously don't want to look into it too much because i don't play the game but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's fun, and I've also squatted up with you a few times as well. And we've had we've we've blasted through some stuff. That was the first night we played and and um, played through sort of I guess the prologue and a little bit after, which I am still in. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Like so, it, yeah. I I agree. Again, I don't want to harp on it too much because I'm very early on it, and maybe my opinion will change. But the one thing that I could definitely do without is the overworld or I could definitely do with much less of the overworld. That's fair. I am. Um... Like I just, I just don't, it doesn't really add much to the game for me. I just kind of prefer the seamless, like area to area stuff from the other Borderlands games. And again, it's cool. They've tried to use it to put a more unique spin on how this game plays, but it, it really sort of like, it's it just feels like a, 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 especially when I'm playing maybe single player, I could see it being good single player, but when you're playing multiplayer, sometimes it, 
it feels yeah. like it sort of breaks the pace and you're like all right now it's gonna walk i'm gonna punch all these guys because i don't need to be in encounters with these random enemies i don't really see what advantages i get out of that and just yeah. stuff like that it's 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 i can imagine it being fine single player but yeah multiplayer i'm not really feeling it that's yeah i totally understand that um i guess uh, yeah the overworld section like the is basically like the tabletop moving around the world and it's, it's basically how you get from a to b um it doesn't seem like there's any sort of mounts or vehicles in this i would be very surprised if there was because i feel like that doesn't they're already pushing it pretty far with like oh look at this crossbow it's like it's a gun it's a gun i mean the areas are pretty small so i would be surprised if there was like things to traverse them on yeah so and stuff but it's not just like walking from a to b there are there is stuff to do in there there are quests you can pick up there are there are things you can do that the first sort of there are these things called shrines you have to get like four shrine pieces you unlock it and then you sort of get a permanent buff to your character um i only figured that out the day that's what it does um again it gives you a permanent buff and you can look at your character stats and see what it it is in particular that will give you some sort of like almost like traits i guess i don't know um but there's one the first encounter the first one of those that you encounter is uh being sort of guarded by a character called b uh backstab which is b-a-c-h-s-t-a-b-b um and he because constantly talks about like you're not going to stab me in the back are you you wouldn't stab me in the back unless you would stab me in the back um yeah he's very very like so you go into his mission and you come back and lo and behold he's been stabbed in the back by a push pin um because the overworld is also it is a tabletop game so there is a river that runs through the middle of it but it is like an orange soda can that's been sort of like tina's obviously fashioned into some sort of river um there's a part where you have to sort of break down a barrier that's in your way in the overworld and it's a cheese puff and there's this whole like dialogue segment about it being a cheese puff and it's like did you mean to do that or did you just drop cheese puffs on the table um and it's yeah it's really great to have those like back and forth moments and again it's not going to be to everyone's taste and i can definitely see it wearing thin on a lot of people but i uh i really like that sort of th- those sort of moments um and they do come thick and fast but yeah i it, i'm excited to play more of it i want to see if there is any more because tiny tin is assault and dragon keep is one of my favorite it's one of my favorite pieces of game that i've played or one of my favorite games that i've played okay i can say that now because it's standalone you can play it by itself um but it does hit harder especially if you've played through borderlands 2 as well which sounds it it makes it it makes a part that happens in borderlands 2 which i still to this day think is so stupid yeah it it definitely takes that and makes it i was like okay well this side of it i care about but like i remember ha- it happening in borderlands still me like this is the dumbest thing i've seen in a video game in so long and i know it's borderlands so i shouldn't i shouldn't harsh on it too much but i was just like are you okay i guess that's just a thing that's happened yeah look yeah i yeah it got but me. i like i like the, the dlc the dlc is it's, good but yeah like it's i i think and it sort of deals with like how people process grief in different ways and i don't know it's it it, again on the flip side it's like 
why am I saying this about a fucking Borderlands game? Like, it's ridiculous. And I'm not expecting that's that level of... Yeah, I mean, they haven't gone back to that level of anything like that since. <laughs> they really haven't, like, and, and and which is a shame. I, I'm not expecting that from this, but I am expecting maybe some fun twists and turns. And if, if what I'm reading between the lines with what I've sort of been uh, presented with so far in terms of that uh, Will Arnett's character, I'm like... Okay, this could be fun. It could be really interesting. All I ask is no handsome Jack, please. That's all I ask. Oh, he'll be a cameo in there somewhere. Because like the the Dragon King had like a throwaway line about about it. Did, they didn't say handsome Jack, but the name was basically like it was like handsome back essentially. I'm like, oh, I, all right. Look, yeah. we can joke about it, but don't you dare put him in this game. Well, there had, are... I love it. I've had enough of him. I've encountered. <laughs> I think now previous characters technically three because well, I the... assume the original cast aren't in it because it's set before two isn't it ah uh... I thought it was so that's why I, was, I yeah. wasn't expecting anything to show up it's definitely around two I don't know whether it's before or after um or during I don't, I'm not sure I doubt it would be after two given what happens in two that's why I figured it would be either before or during it must be during then. Yeah, anyway, I should look that up. Although maybe that might be a spoiler. Anyway, I like it's um yeah, I mean I'm interested to see where where it kind of goes with its story. And again, I'm not expecting much, but I think the journey's going to be a fun one getting there. Um I'm just excited to have Ashley Birch back. I, I guess is as good a point as any to, to talk about how amazing Ashley Birch is. I mean, as a person, full stop. But like, as Tiny Tina, the character, she like that is that is her. It is her character from Hey Ash, What You Play, and just turned up to eleven. And um, I, I loved. I, I like. I, I really enjoyed watching through Hey Ash, What You Play, and when I sort of like binged it all in like a month, I think one week, one, one time a few years ago, um, it just made me love Ashley Birch even more. And then, and then seeing her as tiny Tina. And I, I think she is my favorite character of all of Borderlands. I think she's just, especially because of that DLC. Um, I mean, that so- DLC makes her, in my opinion, the only character in Borderlands. It's like, it's her and, handsome jack <laughs> At, if we're not yeah. including the tales from the borderlands characters because those two are the best borderlands characters i mean yeah because I, I that would, game is the best borderlands game story-wise narratively i don't know i like the stuff that borderlands 2 does with its previous cast i like that i mm, all right <laughs> I, mean, I hate it i hate it because it made me so mad and i was like oh fuck you but like i i, I enjoyed that these are dumb action movies. These are like Fast and Furious, dumb action movies, um, in video game form, and I'm I'm okay with that. And three, are was... you ready for that for the inevitable stinker of a movie? I'll see it. I don't want to see it because I hate Kevin Hart, but like, I'll see it. I'll fucking see it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see it. I will begrudgingly go and see it. This will be my, like, Resident Evil for you or, like, the Silent Hill movie or whatever. This will be that for me where I'm just like, 
fuck this shit but god how how god help that movie if it's worse than those ones which it could very well be it could very well be i don't think it will be please don't let it be no. <laughs> oh, I'm I like, still I'm having flashbacks of like Randy behind the scenes at the shooting a movie and just wanting oh, to look, like cease existing. I don't I don't even I just take Randy Pitchford out of this whole. I, you I have know to, he, at this point you have to. I know he's still there, but he's not. Like he's just he's made himself the face, but nobody really cares. Like nobody gives a fuck. Like Randy, fuck off, Randy Pitchford. Anyway, everyone, I will. I, I am gonna keep playing Tiny Tears Wonderland. I'm definitely, but as I said, that's why I haven't gotten Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak yet because I have this multiplayer game that I just spent like fifty nine dollars on and I have barely touched it. And like, I gotta, I gotta commit to this game somewhat because honestly, if I go to Sunbreak. I don't know that I come back to Tiny Tina, and I don't want to do that to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands because, like I said, I. Out of the two of them, I could play Sunbreak solo, um, but I just I just struggle to play the Borderlands games on my own. I just I don't know what it is about them. That's but, fine. And, I mean, in, and that is why if I got Sunbreak, yeah, I would just I would probably just trade in Tiny Tina, and I don't want to do it. I want to give it a fair shake. I want to play through it. Totally I like. I generally like the Borderlands games as multiplayer experiences. They're fun. There's lots of loot. Some of the guns get straight up insane, and I, that's what I like most about those games. Yeah. Yeah, I did encounter one the other day that I think turned into like a homing pigeon bird that would explode on impact when I've I reloaded. I've got a gun that when I so I re, when I reload it, I throw it out and it becomes like a little fairy. Oh, which, that's cool! That like shoot it's a, it, it acts as a turret as it flies around enemies, oh, it shoots so at them, and then it explodes. I'm like, see, this is what this is yeah. the sort of insanity I come to this game for. So I'm looking forward to finding more stuff like that as I go as I move forward through it. Yeah, I'm waiting for when it to I find really. Time. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for it to really ramp up. Like I, I, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but I mean, these uh, these I've always loved Borderlands. I always have, ever since one and two is one of my favorite games of all time. I just I had such fond memories of playing that, um, buying that ridiculous collector's edition for it. Like, having my like my, my Marcus bobblehead is right there. Why so did my you Marcus talk Kincaid. about that? You Why? reminded me of playing Borderlands 2 4 player. You've reminded me of like the quest for a a cable, like a, a, I forget what cable. It was an we adapter. Needed. It was an adapter an for adapter. a cable, yeah. yeah. And like, I remember very distinctly one of those late areas, deliriously, completely lost because I was, it was like late at night. I had to, I was flying out to EB Expo the next day. That's right. And I was just, so furious at how the map was laid out i couldn't read it i'm like where am i i need to get here i can't figure it out i'm so tired i'm flying out of town tomorrow just just let it be over um but yeah no borderlands 2 was is absolutely like it's like one of probably one of my top five like co-op games i played it's such a it was so much fun the dlc in that game was great it was yeah um really good so yeah like i'm definitely gonna keep i'm gonna stick with tiny tina it's just yeah i I do find myself missing the more seamless traversal mm-hmm. and the open world just sort of slows things down a bit too much for my liking, but that, that could just be me. Understandable. That could be me. That's understandable. I, I, I could see myself growing tired of it eventually, but at the moment I'm kind of enjoying the kind of like kitschy charm of it. Um, I am also sort of just waiting for the point 
for it to really kick into gear. Um, or having said that, though, a lot of the quests, the side quests, even are multi-layered. Like there's levels to them. Like there's multiple steps to them. They're not just like go here, kill these guys, come back. Like it's there's that, but then you, you go there, you kill these guys, and then this happens. And you go, oh cool. Well now I've got to go over here, and this is happening. It's sort of yeah, they sort of flow on quite nicely, and they almost feel like side quests in an RPG, like in a way where they have steps to them. Um, I've even had ones that have like, uh, which I think this was this isn't new. They did it for Borderlands Three, but it makes sense here. It gives you options for the way that you do you carry things out. Um, I had a really good one where I had to figure out how to use things like without using guns basically without spoiling anything um and it was it was really really fun and had some great riding moments in it and uh a really great moment where i just had to put my controller down for like five minutes essentially to do something and it was it was it was fun i really enjoyed um that they're trying to sort of put that sort of element in there but yeah i'm 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 gonna go back to it but at the moment i'm just monster hunter's just too good it's just too much fun. All right, Joel, are you ready? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a five minute lightning round, really quick. We're not even going. To, we're not even going at a quest log for this. Okay, I'm gonna blitz through the the direct mini headlines. We're not. We're just gonna thumbs up, thumbs down it. Love like, it. That's really it. Because okay. honestly, I feel like that's the energy of this direct mini. Sort of expect it. It, it, it were, is worth anyway. It was good, but yes, correct. Yep. So first up, we had Mosana Rise Sunbreak. Yeah, it's great. It was thumbs down for me because I'm like, the game comes out in three days. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, it was wasted time in that direct, but yeah, awesome. I don't care. It, was, it looked awesome. We had Nier Automata, End of Yora Edition. I fucking thumbs love up. Nier, but... Please yeah. play Nier Automata. Just do it. It's great. I don't know how it's, well it's going to run on the Switch, but... Uh, they've said, I think it's... Oh, they said, like 30 FPS something on handheld. They, it they, like- they, it's got a locked frame rate, which I think yep. helps games via Switch ports. It's um uh, yeah, it looks like thirty frames for sure from that yeah. trailer. It's but... by Virtuoso, and they're basically like the port magicians on Switch. Okay, cool. Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. Interesting. I thumbs up for the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. The the name really sealed it. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. It's got some weird PS one graphics and time travel and sort of spooky puzzle solving. And then everyone, yeah, hit you, hit you with everyone that. Everyone get Laurel and the Laser Eyes. Yeah. Everyone get your booze ready. Super Bomb Man R2. Thumbs down. Meh. Thumbs down. Boo. Meh. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Cool. Not for me. It's fine. Thumbs up, Mega Man. Eventually, yep. you'll get to Legends and make people very happy. <laughs> Pac-Man World Repack. I, 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 this leaked that it was still a shock. Like, fucking... People seem keen on it so i guess good for them thumbs apparently, up for them. yeah thumbs, it, so. thumbs up for them apparently people fucking love this game so it looked neat like i'll give it that yeah it's fun uh blanc uh fuck yeah so many thumbs up it looks very cool so many thumbs up and also tears in my eyes because that go game is up, gonna be go watch that trailer <laughs> gonna be fucking heartbreaking yeah return to monkey island uh i have no real connection to the franchise but thumbs up i i think the art style looks great. I think it looks like a Drinkbox Studios game, which I love their art style. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs I should up. play with you. I mean, I'm not as in love with the art style as you, but I don't think it looks as bad as a lot of people who are actively abusing Ron Gilbert and the team say. Um, don't be dicks. How's that sound? 
fuck them. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I mean, it looks like more Mario and Rabbids, which is good. Bowser's playable, thumbs up. Yeah. Apparently you can, when I saw people talking about when you build your three-player team, you can just not have Rabbids. So screw you guys, you're out. You're on the bench. <laughs> hey, I some of the Rabbids are very funny. I, I'm taking Bowser, I'm taking Mario, I'm taking Peach, and that's my party. That's fine. Until you come to an encounter where you're going to need those other skills. Doubt it. It'll <laughs> oh. <laughs> know a sign of paradise. Don't remember it. Uh, down. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Railgrade is just that. Just reminds me of that joke from Futurama. Don't worry, it's, the governor. The governor said, "I'm sending in more trains." Thumbs yeah, up. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Not for me, but fine. RPG time. Legend of Riot. Thumbs up because it looks cool. Looks fucking <laughs> sick. Could, like, could see it getting old, but it, initially in a trailer sure. form, looked very cool. Uh, yeah, I like. I like the. Yeah, it looks very very the, cool. Like the, just, the, the the drawn RPG nature with all your like hard being stuff stuck around your notebook and your desk and that. Yeah, just and a cool like, idea. You like physical things being there and also like stick. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's cool. I I'm interested in this. If it's like a uh, if it's like a six hour experience, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Just a, I want to say a round of applause. Sonic Frontiers. I didn't think it could look worse. Oh, <laughs> thumbs down. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, the, the biggest of thumbs down. Into the that great version. My God. Mike, stop. It, I could not care any less about that. I didn't think I could Whoa. care any less about that game, but Jesus. Like, I, it's cool, but it, show, it showed the cool parts of the game. They're like, hey, look, this looks like the Green Hill Zone. But then I was like, whoa, this Switch version. I don't know, guys. I was just like screaming like an endless next at the TV <laughs> when I was watching that part. Disney Dreamlight Valley. I mean, I'm yikes. gonna, I'm gonna fucking check this out. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be, a, it's, it's a, a yikes game. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out because if it, if it is sample, good, into it. Sample at your own risk. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, live alive. Thumbs up. But I wish, I wish for your sake you weren't coming out a week before Xenoblade Three. I got the demo downloaded. I haven't played it yet, but I, I will endeavor to get to it because I'm interested in this. Doraemon Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdom uh, you would have been a thumbs up but there's another game later on down the list I'm more interested in so sorry yeah, there's a better <laughs> version of this yeah. yeah thumbs down sorry Minecraft Legends we got another look at this weird real time action strategy it's like what What do you call like the in the middle like it's not thumbs up it's not thumbs down it's like I don't know I, what you are yet whelmed you're whelmed yeah, I'm yeah. whelmed I'm simply whelmed by this game I, I yeah I've heard some people that have played it or seen like hands-off demos of it and they said it's actually kind of fun but oh okay okay well yeah all right i'll reserve my judgment then i'm pretty sure i think it was blessing from kind of funny said that he played it and he was like this is actually pretty neat like okay all right but yeah look i'm happy to be wrong happy to be wrong but just from watching it i still don't quite understand it so it's it's one of those games me too yeah it's fine uh next up was dragon quest dragon quest treasures which i don't know what this is either it's an up it definitely looks like dragon quest but um I, you know it was Dragon Quest because I played that fucking song. Like I did play that Dragon Quest song. A hundred percent. It started and I was like, oh, Dragon Quest, cool. Yep. It's just been it's ingrained in my world where monsters are central to everything, serving as mounts, fighters, springboards, gliders, and more. Sure. It looked interesting. I kind of like the idea of it, like finishing a quest and like valuing the treasures that you've Thumbs like. Thumbs up or down, Joel. What's it going to be? Thumbs up. I'll have a Thumbs look up. at it. All right, fair enough. Portal Companion Collection. Thumbs up, but I want it on a PlayStation. Thumbs up. But yeah, I'll I, I think I've got them on PC. I'll just play them there. But you can play this one in bed. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, 
Harvestella was next up, which is the biggest thumbs up in the whole show for me. Even yeah, if big it, thumbs oh, up. I hope it doesn't suck. I hope it doesn't suck. It, but basically, it's Square Enix being like, what if we made Rune Factory? And I'm like, this is a risky proposition. You could yeah. ruin the tail end of my year if this is good. It, look, it looked like um, fucking was it Fantasy Life for the 3DS, but like yeah. serious. And Fantasy Life like, was fucking great. Like Final game, Fantasy Harvest Moon is a dangerous prospect for me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What was the name of the, the fucking, like, the uh, the event that happens uh, that, like, ruins the season? It's Quietus? Season of season of Death. <laughs> the Season of Death, but it's called Quietus. Quietus. Yeah, it's and it's Quietus. like, I don't know why that made me laugh so much. It just got, it got like a snort out of me. Well, it's because I I, I'm not, because I was talking to our, our um, friend Brennan about it. It's like, yeah, you know, summer, winter, Quietus, the Season of Death. And, you know, like, it happens every year. You get used to it. It slots in there in the middle. It's fun. And, Last of all, round of applause for the announcement that we've been waiting for basically since the Xbox presentation. Yeah. Finally, this is the biggest thumbs up of the whole, apart from Harvestella. Fuck yeah. From Persona on Switch, finally. Yep, they're At coming. Long last. It's happening. Royals Persona Day and Date. October, yeah. Three and four next year. Yeah. There Royals, you go. Day and date with everything. So it's like, yeah, you got no excuse now. That's I'm addressing that I to mean, myself. Apart from, t- apart from time, apart, I mean, well, time is a is a valid excuse. See, here's the thing: it's like, do I buy Royal again? Because I might finish it on Switch. Maybe just be, I'll... be be dumb like me and just buy it again anyway. I'm gonna buy Royal on Switch. Oh, I'm gonna buy three and four on PlayStation and Switch. Because tell you what, if they do a fucking if they do a physical version and they do like a stupid dumbass collector's edition for it, I mean, I hope they do. That's my hope. And if I'm they do, I'll, I'll buy that. For it. I'll buy that. I want that mask. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, direct mini. That's it. That was it. It was fine. Good. That's about all the time we needed to spend on it. It was I fine. Know, right? That's why I was like, you know what? We'll quickly lightning round it. I, I like that. That was good. That was really, really good. Persona and Harvestella were the standouts for me, but of course they were. Of course yep. they were. Yep. There was, yeah, actually, yeah, nothing else really. It's fine. It's, it was, it was okay. <sighs> Do we get another direct soon? I don't know, Joel. Who knows? You can never tell with Nintendo. No, That's it, the, the problem. They had so... the Xenoblade Direct, and then they had this, and now they're kind of in the clear, right? Apart from Bayonetta, everything else is sort of laid out for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, they're, they're so fucking wildcard, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to see him maybe do another one. I don't know. The rumors are still thick and strong that Metroid Prime's coming later this year, so who That's knows? That's it. There's Nintendo that. has had September Direct, so it's not impossible. There's that, and then there's the whole there's the the, the whole big question of Hollow Knight Silk Song. So yes, Silk Song, and yeah, Bayonetta's release date, which doesn't exist yet. That too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll be. See. I guess we'll be on direct watch for the rest of this month. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you'll hear it here probably a week after it happens. Uh, depending on depending on when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. We could finish recording right now, and they're like, "Hey, there's a direct tomorrow night." I'm like, fuck. And I'll sigh and then be excited. Yeah, exactly. Please be excited. But I reckon that's an episode, Karen. What do you think? I think you're right, Joel. As always, thank you for listening to the Dialogue Options podcast. We do appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, If you want to keep up with us, you can find us across everyone. I say the social medias, but mostly Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. And of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, Uh, Any sort of reviews or shares or thumbs up you can leave us make all the difference. We do greatly appreciate it. Uh, 
As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where most recently I've just been tweeting about summer games done quick, because that was the last week of my life when I was yeah. not playing a game or working. It's like, oh, what's having a cheeky little speed run right now? And I haven't, I haven't passed it all yet to recommend any particular ones, but uh, if I was to recommend one, there was an amazing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze speed run, which was a great watch. There's a surprisingly a... good Minecraft one as well, which is oh. insane to see a very RNG-based game get speedrun. Yeah, I saw there was a Control one that apparently was really yep. good, and a Doom one apparently that was fucking The Doom one's nuts. always good. Yeah. The Doom one's very, always good. There was also a very good um, Kaizo Super Metroid run, which goes for two and a half hours, and it's oh an insanely... God hard version of super metroid like shit in that in that I'm like, i couldn't play this i could not do this kaizo uh, shit so if you want to fucking breaks my mind I, yeah it's insane so the super, super metroid is insane like it's um imagine super metroid way more spikes you have to do a lot more wall jumps to get around oh, cool uh energy tanks that you pick up are actually traps and they'll kill you Sick. also you, you don't get any extra energy tanks so you have to play the entire game with 99 energy uh, it's insane it's madness yeah fuck um, that shit. but yeah Great, great event. They raised three, just over $3 million um, over the week, which was good. Uh, but where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I've just been tweeting about shit that I like. The boys, man. The, God, the boys. One day. The one boys. Day. For, I, and this, is, this is basically <laughs> the long and short of the tweet that I posted, where it's just like, for a show that is so fucking obscene and disgusting and filthy and gross it fucking hits the mark so well. Like, it has something to say, and it is not afraid to say it. And it's great to see all the all the dickhead idiots that are like Homeland now, is a Homeland is a great guy, and then see, I don't even have to. I don't have to watch the show to enjoy that. I've been getting secondhand enjoyment from that crumbling like how did you come come on it's even come better it, on it's like the cherry on top when you watch the show when you're just like oh this is also very good like it's oh my god it, it is at a point where i'm just like i i don't know what's gonna happen i don't and i'm so i'm just along for the ride jensen eccles is fucking insanely good in this they start um, shooting season four in what august i think that's oh, it. man it's really soon it's really yes. soon i yeah, I hope they sort of do like with Stranger Things and they're like, they end it like, you know, after a couple more seasons and have like an end point because I can see it sort of outstaying its welcome, maybe. I can but, definitely see it outstaying its welcome. Yeah, it could definitely walk down that Walking Dead route um, and I really hope it doesn't. I hope, apparently they have an end in mind. They have like a, they have a plan. But um, I mean, there's obvious, there's an obvious end point. If you've watched any of the show, there's an obvious end point where where things could wrap up, but who knows? Um, oh God, it's so good. It's so good though. Joel, I'm cutting you off now. I'm cutting you off. Stop Please talking about do. Boys. Please do. <laughs> um, I'll let our wonderful outro, our intro, take us outro, and we'll catch you guys next time.
Dialogue Options Podcast.